How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. From the WEEI Studios, the home of the Red Sox. 93.7 WEEI-FM and HD1. Lawrence, Boston. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Modern day game does not impress me. It's super easy when you don't get hit as a quarterback and when you can't reroute receivers and when you can't hit guys across the middle. I love Tom Brady. I love Aaron Rodgers. I love these guys. It's not impressive. What's impressive is what they did. That's Trent Dilfer, noted big game quarterback. I mean, who... Who came through more in the clutch than Listen, Trent Dilfer? All right, I grew up in Maryland. When I think of 2000s Raven, <laughs> Ravens, when I think of great Ravens, I think of Trent Dilfer. Uh, Trent Dilfer. People walk around talking about Trent Dilfer in Maryland. Oh. Only, only in glowing terms, I'm sure. Only, only in the best ways. Uh, but Trent Dilfer beat the Giants in a Super Bowl, whatever Super Bowl it was. WEEI Super Bowl coverage, sponsored by Wise Snacks. Do game day the wise way. Go to wisegameday.com for your chance to win one of 100 authentic pro football jerseys. You think Wise in Maryland does like a crab chip? You think so they? I'm going to say there's a competitor that does a crab chip if you've ever had it. It's they delicious do. with Old Bay. I know. They, I know. They can't have the market cornered on just crab chips. I don't though, do know. They? Nobody, I, nobody else can do a crab right chip? Now. I've wise only ever seen the one. Yeah. Could they do a lobster chip? I don't see a wise crab chip. I like think this is, a, like the crab chip. this is a part of the market that they need to attack. Okay. I'm Lobst- a big Old Bay person. Lobster. Maybe I'll, I might do a whole Meg spending on Old Bay one day. Oh, nice. What about like a clam chowder chip? What, could you? Maybe you could do that. That sounds gross. What else could you do for that like a... That disgusting. Like, is it like coated? You know, like, you know when you dip... I'm going to say... You, you ever see the clam chowder icicle? I'm uh, going to say yes. Popsicles? Yes. Oh, yeah, like a chocolate coated uh, potato chip, but yep. it's coated just in dried... Freeze dried clam chowder. Yeah, baked potato chips. Got oh, me. here you go, Joe. You want something? <laughs> so yeah, they could you know they could really uh, regionalize it up. Uh, some yeah, you want to sell some maple syrup chips up there in Vermont? You could do that, I'm sure. Uh, but again, our thanks to Wise Snacks. So, how powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got 
you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. Not to be too old-timey here, Ryan, uh, about my, my hitting streak or anything else, but... I do wonder if Trent Dilfer has a point. And, and Arkan sent this on Monday, and I was like, all right, well, what are, am I just going to yell at Trent Dilfer? Like, for oh, being mediocre. Yeah, well, for being – because he sucked. And yeah. it's like, you know, he wasn't a good quarterback. He did win a Super Bowl, but, you know – no Couldn't one have thinks, done it without him. <laughs> yeah, no one thinks highly of him, and he sucked, and he's just like some old-timey person talking about back in my day, like I am with Joe DiMaggio, obviously. And That was your day? I just, I just think about it like – all right, what am I really going to say about Trent Dilfer? He's hating on Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, and he's clearly worse than them. I don't think he has a point about those guys, meaning, you know, the Terry Bradshaws of the world or Joe Montana's of the world or guys who didn't play in a wide-open league that protected them had it harder. I, I, I don't agree with that at all. Players now are better, faster, stronger. Defenses is more elaborate. Offenses are more elaborate. There's more reads for a quarterback to get through. You know, back then it was... Two wide receivers and a tight end and fullbacks were on the field all the right. time. It's like, how many reads were you going through? How many guys were actually in the route? So offense is so much more advanced. It's so much more difficult on the quarterback. They're making checks at the line and all these other things. I don't agree with Trent Dilfer there that it's it's a harder position to play, or it was a harder position to play, than it is now. It's way harder on Brady and Rodgers and Mahomes than the guys who came before them. Was the game better then? Hmm. Was it a better game and you know who i could hear saying this and echoing trent dilfer bill i could hear bill belichick who loves winning with special teams and defense and probably fullbacks i could see bill saying the exact same thing like back back in my day we didn't need the quarterback to win we didn't need an elite quarterback to win it wasn't the nba where you have lebron or you don't you have Steph Curry or you don't. You have maybe Jason Tatum or you don't. And it all comes down to the superstar. It all comes down to the quarterback. I, I could see Bill Belichick saying the same thing. Does Dilfer have a point that the league was better? Even if the position wasn't more difficult, I reject that. Was was the league better? Was the game better? It's what? not impressive. So I feel like the obvious place to go here about it, whether or not the game was better was that it was more violent. And some people love that, you know. I, I'm not, like, anti-violent big hits in football. I think that's a fun part of the game. But a lot of people would look at it and not even just say that it's soft now, but it's different in that way. And they miss the big hits and all of that. I don't personally feel that way. I think a high-flying offense is more fun to watch. I like watching more touchdowns. I like seeing better passes and more just that more dynamic that you were just talking about, the kind of offenses more that we see wide-open speed games. Sure. And just... It, I think, better talent all around across the field. So I don't feel like it's better. Where I think it's different, though, and I was thinking about this, um, you know, when when we were in the uh, championship weekend, was that those felt like the most predictable teams. You could have sat there at the beginning of the season and said, okay, what's the most predictable teams that you think are going to be in championship weekend? And you would probably pick those four teams. At least by week five, you would say those four teams. And it was funny to me because as someone who loves the NBA, people would always say, oh, well, you know exactly at the start of the season right. who's going to be in the finals. Right. So why does any of it matter? And blah, blah, blah. And that's kind of what it feels like because the game has been built around the quarterback so much. That if you're one of these teams who has the guy, not just a good guy, but the guy, one of these elite guys, if you have one of the top five, six quarterbacks, you're probably going to be there. And in that sense, I can understand why it's less fun for some people because if you're not one of those five or six franchises, what are you playing for? Are you playing for the divisional round? Are you playing to maybe get in an AFC championship? 
Like, if you're the Niners, you're probably looking at it going, God, I feel like we're close every year and we got everything around If it. you're the Patriots. Like, you're the Patriots now. You have Mac Jones. Yeah, but the Niners are a good team everywhere except for quarterback. True. Like, I, a great team everywhere except and, for quarterback. And I understand that point. And the Niners are closer than the Pats, obviously. They were in the NFC title game the last two years? The last two years. Mm-hmm. Um, right? Or was it two out of the last three years? I'm trying to remember. They were in a Super Bowl with Garoppolo. Like, they, they're a much better team. But... You're the Patriots. If, if you don't have the quarterback, you can't compete. Was it a better game, Arkan? Does Dilfer have a point, even if that's not specifically what he was arguing, does he have a point in that regard? No, I like the game better now, and I think one thing that he's missing and one thing that I like better about uh, the modern game is that there's a lot more running and mobile quarterbacks, and I think that that's changed so much about the entire game. It's changed the way defenses are uh, made, basically, who gets drafted, what spots they're put in, uh, the makeup of, of entire rosters, I think, has changed around that. You want different kinds of wide receivers, you want different kinds of tight ends, different kinds of running backs. I feel like that's all a big deal. In Trent Dilfer's day, there was some guy, you know, there were some guys who ran around, but it wasn't as prevalent as it is now. And I think that that's affected everything. I mean, that's made edge rushers. You have to be so much faster. You have to have, you know, safeties basically playing linebacker to keep up with these guys. And I think that that's made it more exciting and more fun. And I like the mobile quarterbacks, guys throwing on the run and all the other stuff that sort of comes along with that. I think it's better, personally. I know it's a taste thing, but I just, I like watching no, it better. It's, it's better, yeah. but isn't it, doesn't it kind of make the overall league worse yes well this it is, feels like me so. that this it makes is, the overall league worse this is my point and you know i don't i don't know that i fully all in agree with trent dilfer and you guys can jump in 617-779-7937 does dilfer have a point was it's it a better impressive was it a better game when you could win on defense and you could win on a kick or return. you could be joe gibbs and win with three different quarterbacks you could win with different quarterbacks you know with the the megos washington football team which is impressive. I look. I, I think Very much more impressive. highly of Joe Gibbs these days than I did five, ten years ago. Um, you know, you could win with a running game. You could win all these different ways. Was the game better? Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. I I like offense. I like scoring. I like yeah. how wide open it is. I like what Arcan just said. Where I want to watch a mobile quarterback. I don't just need to see a guy three, five, seven step drop and fire it up. I don't need to see that. I, I I think there's more variety in watching offenses and you know, there's different different styles and different appeals uh with how certain teams play compared to, you know, twenty, thirty, forty years ago. I do feel that way. Um, but I do like the randomness or at least the the stylistic contrast that I feel like the eighties and nineties would bring, the seventies would bring, where you, it's not just coming down to who the quarterback is and whether you have the quarterback or not. And I can hear Bill Belichick saying this, which is why I don't want to fully go all in on it, and I don't want to be accused of being old again. But, you know, we're, 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 the, we're the hip new young show, and I'm the old man on it, I guess. But when it comes to... Hey, kids, you like Joe and Joe? <laughs> hey, hey, did you ever see Terry Bradshaw? So, like... I, I do like that contrast. Why which are they allowed to celebrate? I feel now? like you so rarely get it. Came through. I feel like you so rarely get it in the NFL, and when you do get it, it's just a team ready to be a speed bump. It's just a team ready to be run over because they can't contend, they can't compete because they don't have the quarterback. It's used to be less predictable. That's what it comes down to for me. It just and maybe it's just a little fatigue from watching this Philly team so much and be like, okay, this isn't very fun. And I feel worried. We haven't talked about the Super Bowl yet. I'm sure we're going to do a ton of that tomorrow and Friday. I'm worried that it's going to be Philly just running over Casey in the Super Bowl. And that's going to just be a big dump. Oh, you mean stylistically? Because you're rooting for Philly. But you mean yeah, just stylistically, I, I it wouldn't it be very entertaining. Fun game. I want Got it to it. be an entertaining game. And it, doesn't, it just doesn't feel as entertaining. Sure. Unless you have a situation where... It's two greats going up against each other, but even that has not really panned out this playoff. So uh, I said earlier that I can just hear Bill saying this. Yeah, I can just hear Bill like nodding and agreeing with Trent Dilfer. I would argue Bill Belichick took advantage of and, you know, thrived because of the quarterback rule changes, maybe more than any other coach in history. You know, he took advantage of those rule changes more than any other coach. I feel like the way it's framed around here a lot is, well, the Colts changed the rules on the Patriots, which is true. Bill Polian and Peyton Manning, they complained to the league and got the rules changed. And Bill Belichick and Tom Brady won three Super Bowls before those rule changes, right? 0 one 0 Patriots fans know it well. 
But after those rule changes, Bill won three more. He went to, what, six more on top of that? Seven more on top of that? Six more on top of that. Brady went to an additional one in Tampa Bay. It's like Bill really piled up those wins in a wide-open NFL. And Bill really took advantage of those rules changes and went from a coach who won three, and there weren't a lot of them who had done that, but he wasn't at the top of that list. You know, you had Noel at the top of that list. So I feel like Bill really kicked his career into overdrive by taking advantage of that wide-open NFL. And I, I think there's something to be said for those stylistic contrasts, but I like wide open, I like offense, I like scoring, and I do like where the NFL has gone. It's just you either have the quarterback or you don't. It's very binary. And if you don't, like the Patriots may not, how do you win in today's NFL? It's also, and I, I don't want to sound too soft or anything with players, but it is also tough for players coming into the league because how often do you see these guys who maybe at most they sit for a year, year and a half, then they get tossed in there. I mean, some of these guys look washed by the time that they're 26 or 27 because they were with some team, they got stuck with bad coaches, or they just flashed and then didn't didn't do anything after that, and then they're just out. Like, they're out well before 30, which is unfortunate. No. And I, like I said, I don't want to be too soft, but because there is, and I we played Mike Florio with Tom Curran yesterday, and he made this point of it used to be in this league where – you would take a quarterback and you go, this is a guy we can win with. This is a guy who is a compliment right. to he our didn't, team. He didn't need to be now it all has pro to be, superstar Is this one of the elite guys? Right. Is this one of the top, top tier quarterbacks? Because we have one of those in our division, so we need to look at that. We need to be ready to get into a shootout with So, them. Patriots fans, you tell me. 617-779-7937. You, you must have liked those old days before the Colts changed <laughs> the rules. You must have liked that. You tell you wag your finger at the Colts all the time about how soft they were and how much they changed the rules. You must like uh, the old NFL, the different style of contrast. You must think that Trent Dilfer has a point. And furthermore, do you appreciate today's game? Because if you do and you need that quarterback, the Patriots don't have it. So what's their future? Like, what is the immediate future for the Patriots if you don't have that quarterback in today's NFL? How would it's it be, not impressive. How would it be different in Trent Dilfer's NFL? Again, 617-779-7937. You can weigh in there. I want to get to a few Patriots-specific items, Mac Jones included. Also, the leadership on the team. Do they need a player leadership change? They've changed some coaches. Maybe not enough, but they've changed some coaches. Do they need a change in player leadership? We'll get to that with your phone calls right after Trending from Christian Arkin. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. This is Jones and Mega on WEEI. On WEEI.
I started thinking, we know, we talk about it every single day in the NFL, in our interior, you know, in the offices. Whether you have one or whether you don't, or whether you're thinking about trying to get a deuce behind your number one, we're always talking quarterback. It's just the way it is. If personally as an executive, in my mind, a former executive, looking at this, I would say, got to first get him back in line and, and feel comfortable that he's going to be able to recover and have resiliency, continue to mature I want to see, I want to see consistency and I need to see that I need to see the trajectory this way, not this. Mm-hmm. That, that organization is not a this organization, right? I feel like New England, by trade and how everyone perceives it, is it's just got elements of maturity to yep. it and consistency to it, for the most part. And I think they need that from him if that's what they're going to continue to do. That's a big thing in my mind. Thomas Dimitrov, former Falcons GM, spent time in the front office in New England back in the early days of the Bill Belichick, Tom Brady era. He was on with Tom Curran, his Patriots Talk podcast. Some strange phrasing there when he's talking about backup quarterbacks. Always looking for a deuce. (laughs) A deuce to, to back up your number one, I think he said. Which I like to do that the other way around. I don't know about you, whether Arjun. Whether you have one or whether you don't, or whether you're thinking about trying to get a deuce behind your number one. Behind it. That's trying not, to get a deuce. That's not. Sometimes uh, you just go in for the number one and the deuce yeah. sneaks up on you. you I'm, know? I'm no expert on the female anatomy, so I'm not going to ask Mego about this. But I, I, like to, I like to get the one out of the way first and then follow that up with the two. But that's just me. Sometimes the deuce comes first. Or whether you're thinking about trying to get a deuce. <laughs> I mean... I, I just love when, when uh, you know, like highly accomplished people are trying to come off as extremely yeah. professional uh, by using a word like a, a football term, uh, see, like a deuce. I don't think he's trying to come off as professional. I think he's trying to come off as like cool guy, cool guy, cool guy Tom Dimitrov, which I think he... We're not going to say backup. We're going to yeah. say deuce. Whether you're thinking about trying to get a deuce. Trying to get a deuce. Nothing worse than that when you're just thinking about it, but it's just not happening. I was like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> and of course, you slip and drop the deuce. Yes. You know, no one wants to do that. And then, Behind your number one... And now your number one's all alone in there. It's the worst. Uh, so we'll get to your phone call, 617-779-7937. It, it ties into a couple of different things, that Dimitrov discussion, where it is a former GM, despite the weird phrasing. Get him a tape recorder, would you? Despite the weird <laughs> phrasing for him, it does, it does tell you how executives think in today's NFL, and it ties back into the Dilford discussion. And again, I want to hear from you Patriots fans. It, do you like the NFL better now? Do you like? Does Dilfer have a point in today's wide open NFL? It's not impressive. It was a better sport then because now it's just a all consuming, uh, you know, thought process for these executives and GMs who are just: Do we have the quarterback? Do we not have the quarterback? Do we have the backup? The deuce behind the number one? Do we have it? It's an all consuming thing because if you don't have it, you can't truly compete for a championship you know you you really can't i guess the niners may be the one exception to the rule uh in today's nfl but if you're the patriots from a couple of years ago they had they had most things on the team the question was did they have enough at quarterback and they came up short i'm curious where you trace this back to like do you trace it back to the major rule changes around 2010 i think that's i think that's a pretty good uh, maybe even before that but a pretty good line of demarcation is bill polian and peyton manning bitching about the rules changes and the Patriots adapting and taking advantage. And I'd argue the Patriots took greater advantage of that than any other organization. People like Bill Belichick, I don't think should lust after the 80s. A lot of Bill's career was made after these rules changes. The mar- the death march to the wins record. Three more Super Bowls, a bunch more Super Bowl appearances. Those were all after the rules changes. Like The Patriots took greater advantage than any other organization of those rules changes because... They had the quarterback. When you look at Super Bowl appearances and Super Bowl wins, though, there are the organizations that have not leaned on the quarterback. Like I'm thinking, of course, of the Ravens, yep. who have been able to find their identity and their elite talent elsewhere and still win it. You know, with Joe Flacco, right? But and then the the um, not the Eagles, the Giants feel like such a completely yeah. bizarre. Well, the, no, the Eagles are a good one when they won with Nick Foles. But it's like a, it's more of a question: like, are you going to be dynastic? Are you going to be going back all the time? I mean, the Ravens yeah. are have been in the mix a lot since that time period, but they've also been atrocious. Are at you going to be a Are you going to be a one off? You know, are you going to be a team that broke through and got hot, like Eli Manning did? In fairness, a couple of times. Or are you going to be a team that sustains and is there every year? The Chiefs are there every year. The Patriots are there every year. You do that by having extreme, like, all-time talent in another area of the team 
It's like you can't, it doesn't feel like you can get around it without having some standout talent somewhere, and which t- you don't have on your Patriots right now. No, and it, and it ties into the quarterback. And look, maybe more people are sold on Mac than I am. You know, I just, I think even if you get back to rookie year Mac, you're still far, far away from what you need at that position. But again, you guys can jump in. 617-779-7937. Maybe, maybe you're closer with Mac than I give it credit for. Gronk, by the way. Hello. Gronk weighed in on Mac Jones. And, uh, well, I want to I wanna hear this, and I want to hear Ryan's take after it, because Ryan has a tremendous take on this Gronk clip. But here's Gronk to Phil Perry on NBC Sports Boston discussing uh, Mac Jones and, and getting him back on track for this season. You know, he had a great rookie season. Obviously, it kind of went downhill a little bit. But um, I really feel like, you know, sky could be the limit for him as well, you know. Um, in order to be successful, you know, as a player, sometimes you just got to be in the right system. And uh, I feel like having Billy O come in is going to be the ultimate test. You know, if he doesn't improve under Billy O, well, then I think the ceiling is is closed. But if he improves under Billy O and, uh, and, and does what, you know, uses his talents, showcases his talents the right way, I think that he can, you know, he can go as far as he wants them. Okay. Why is everybody laughing? So now, now quickly, uh, Ryan, what was your take on this? This is the greatest piece of football analysis Rob Gronkowski <laughs> has ever said. Oh boy. Well, that's tough. It's a little low hanging. It's something I've heard many, the many people around is here. Closed. But you were impressed by that. I, I mean. Listen, I set a very, very low bar Ceiling for Rob closed. Gronkowski. I mean, Jesus, two weeks ago it was... To rattle me, Holmes. <laughs> but he actually came out with something that's kind of pertinent. Uh, you know, it's low bar, low grades. It's just He's got one. So good job, Gronky. I'm proud no, of you, Bob. I don't think he does. The ceiling is closed. Well, I mean, that, that was a, that was an unfortunate analogy that he made there. But I think the overall point he was making was a coherent one. Gronk, Gronk not so good at analogies. Not Gronk's specialty. You don't, you, don't have to make, you don't have to make an analogy out of it. You can just say that he has enough support. If you're going to talk about, well, what didn't go well with Mac over this last season was because of the coaching staff that you put in place for him, and you tried to upend and put in elements of a system that you had never installed or coached before, and so all of that spelled disaster, well, now you have pretty much the polar opposite. And yes. so if you're giving him the polar opposite, then the results should also reflect that, which should be looking like the best of Mac. And then you can make a decision if that's the guy that you like to go forward with and invest in. How yeah, can a ceiling I think close? the ceiling is, is closed. Like, it's how a, can a ceiling close? Like, I would have a roof, maybe? He's Walk be before of a you run. Me, Rob. me, close roof. Me, me can't do it. Roof. He's thinking of a stadium roof. Retractable roof, yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Sky is limit. Yes. Again, let's not let's not focus on the verbiage. Oh, let's no. focus on the point he's trying to make. Is Close. that a lot of people will be ready to fire Mac Jones into the sun if Bill O'Brien can't fix what's gone Close wrong? Close ceiling, second. fireball in sky. <laughs> Close ceiling. Epic man. Uh, so anyway, that's Gronk on Mac Jones, and, and he's discussing Bill O'Brien. Expect the Bengals to rattle Mahomes. It's not nice. It's not nice what you're doing. I know. I'm sorry. But um, I really feel like, you know, sky could be the limit for Yeah, sky could be the limit. Gotta... Unless the ceiling closes. Unless the ceiling closes. But, uh... Sky gone. But... <laughs> Sk- ceiling closed. Sky but... gone. When it comes to uh, Gronk weighing in on Bill O'Brien, it's the second If he day... doesn't improve under Billy O, this... well, then I think the ceiling is is close. Yeah, it's close. We all we all say it all the time. So so when Gronk is discussing Bill O'Brien, it's the second day in a row. And Florio did this yesterday where it's like <laughs> Bill O'Brien can get Mac Jones back on track and Bill's gonna work with Bill O'Brien to believe in Mac Jones or buy in on Mac Jones. The second day we've heard that in a row. And we've had a coaching change. There's been leadership change on the coaching staff, which Mego, I know you're on board with. Arcan you're on board with. I, I like it as well. I think we've let the players off the hook a little bit by just making it singularly about the coaches, but they had to make changes there. You couldn't bring back, as I like to call them, Bebop and Rocksteady, Patricia and Judge. So I wonder if there's enough of a change on the roster, uh, enough of a leadership change on the roster, and I'm getting a little bit leery about that because the coaching changes have happened, right? Are they going to do anything to change over the leadership on the roster? Is McCourty coming back? Like, I thought McCourty was going to retire. I thought McCourty was going to go into media, and now it turns out that Devin McCourty is rehabbing a shoulder injury. I read that earlier this offseason, and I go, ah, is he coming back? Like, are we going to have the same leadership on this team again? 
And I read Matt Slater. I, I guess Matthew Slater did an interview on Championship Weekend on, on some podcast. I'll get you the name. And Phil Perry just transcribed some of these quotes. And here's what Matthew Slater said. He said, it's something I still uh, very much am praying through on his return to the NFL. I've got to be honest, it's one of the more difficult decisions of my life. You know, we have a passion and a love for something, but things change in life. Things change. And it's not about what I want now. I have to consider what my wife wants. I have to consider what's best for our children. We're praying through it. A lot of praying. And I'm not closing the door. I'm not saying yay or nay. I'm going to take my time and hopefully hear from the Lord on it. Slater then said if he didn't play, which I guess the Lord's going to drop him a line. Spoke to the Lord. He would still want to be a member of the team in some way, shape, or form. He might be a coach. So I'm like... Special teams coach? I don't know. They could use a new special teams coach. But it's like, I kind of want them to change the leadership amongst the players, too. And and if you're not moving on from Mac at quarterback, fine. I at least understand and wrap my head around why you're bringing back Mac for his third year. I at least get it. Why are we bringing back guys like McCourty and Slater again? Because that feels to me like Bill clinging a little too much to the past. And even though he's changing some of his leadership with the coaching staff... He still has his guys in the locker room, and I don't, I don't want that anymore. I felt like the last two years was overkill with those two guys. We're going to bring them back again? Well, like, let's, let's let Judon and some other younger guys in that room be greater leaders, and let's see where that takes you, as opposed to Slater and McCourty, who, you know, were all-time great Patriots. Slater's a little overrated, but all-time great Patriots, and change up the makeup in the locker room, because the locker room needs to change, too. It's not just the coaches. Yeah, I, I'm less concerned about the defensive side of the ball because I think I like guys like Dietrich Wise are good leaders on that side. Whether or not McCourty comes back, I don't know. Like, part of this is I have felt like the towards the end of those guys' career, you're also talking about leaders who, sorry, uh, like in a lot of ways have a little bit less impact than somebody like a Tom Brady would. Yes. Like, you want your quarterback to be your leader. And I feel like what you're dancing around is whether or not you feel like Mac is a leader. Oh, I'm not dancing around it. He's, he's not. I mean, I'm not, I won't dance around that. He's not a leader. So I don't you think, think he was a horrible leader last year. Do you feel like they need to bring somebody out from the outside to be a leader? No, I mean, that, I, if you're asking room? me, I feel like I'm well established on this, but if you're asking me, I would change the quarterback. That's what I would do. But all right, fine. The quarterback's here. I at least get that. He was a first round pick a couple years ago. The Giant, we talked about this yesterday. The Giants turned, you know, something out of Daniel Jones, even though he's not very good either. And now they're going to have to pay him $37, $37 million, which I think is a a horror story for Mac Jones and what you're going to have to pay him because we didn't even talk about this yesterday. Is Mac Jones better than Daniel Jones? Um, they have very similar trajectories. Answer, no. Arkan, is Mac Jones better than Daniel Jones? Not right now, no. No, no Daniel Jones is better. So, like, the, I don't think the Giants are going to win anything. They're going to have to pay Daniel Jones $35, $37, $40 million. Never sleep on those Giants. And, like, what are you doing? You're going to have to do the same thing with Mac. But so, here, can, so I to almost, drill down what you're asking, I though, would change Mac, but if they're bringing Mac back, and I, I'm just resigned to the yeah. fact they're going to bring him back, For next season, I would change other leadership. The, the leadership thing to me is, and I'm sorry, this is just the only way that I can talk about it, it's such a gray area. Are you talking about being well-liked by other guys in the locker room, no. being respected by other guys in the locker room, having no. the ear of guys in the locker room? You don't need to be well-liked to be a first, leader. Okay, so what is when you say be a leader in the locker room? Act what like are a professional. About? I think he does act like a professional. You have to have Mac, respect, though. Except for those three games. A leader Mac, leads. Mac, I'm sorry, does not act like a professional. He's the first guy there, last guy out. Is That's he? Like, yes. Is he? Yes. Yes, he is. I don't know. Is that like? Yes, is that a fact? Yes, it is. You want to Google? It is. It'll be God, like there will be eight articles that come up about how much time Max spends. There. I don't care about it. That's, that's eyewash, fake hustle. Like that's first one I'm, in, last that's one why out. I'm asking you, what is? I answered what, you. I said act like a be professional. professional. Did, was that's he a professional, professional last year? Is he skipping meetings? I have is no he idea. Go, is he going and giving interviews where he's mfing the coaches in interviews? What was the story that came out earlier this week from Chris Sims? He was like going behind the coaching staff's back, trying to bring in offensive plays and like come up with other offensive ideas. So, like, I Wait, don't know. Are that's... you talking about the Chris Sims thing that came out weeks ago? That was a while ago. ago yeah. Was that we- well, was, whatever, weeks ago. Whenever it came out, He yeah. was asking people for help because he he did not understand the situation here? Yeah. That's unprofessional? It's insubordinate. Oh, my God. And it John. is unprofessional. He is. You, no. That's Megan, not insubordinate. Megan, it is that's insubordinate. It's, running up, the back, insubordinate. it's running up the back stairs like the Red Sox in 2011 okay. or so whatever it was. I thought this show sucked. Yeah. And I reached out to a mentor of mine who doesn't work for the station. No, a- and I said, can you advice? listen to this and help me out advice? about how I can... What do you think he was looking Advice for? Advice, I think, is okay. You Try think it. he was looking for someone to give him pages in a playbook? Yes. Dale no. here. Yes. 
I think he was looking to change the playbook. No. That's what Chris Sims said. Oh, okay. So, it, first Mac of all, Jones I didn't know you happy. were a disciple of Chris Sims. He was telling people he wasn't happy. He well, was I didn't calling know I was sitting here with, with Chris well, so, Sims fans. So, but that doesn't, so his report, you we just brush it aside, it doesn't count? I don't think it's the big deal that you're making it to be. Okay. And that actually makes me feel like you're in a Joe Judge camp over let's, here because that's the kind of thing that rubs his ass Well, the let's wrong just way. let's just focus on your your defending Mac as a professional. Yes. You think he was a professional last year? When he wasn't MFing the coaches okay, well, who so, should have so been MF. But don't brush that aside. That's a big part of it. Was he a professional last year? Yeah. No, he wasn't. Please. Yes, he was. Come on. Our camp, you don't can believe you jump that. In here? You, I didn't think he you was sat in the room with the guy. Sure, and he was good in the interviews, but I didn't think he was particularly professional in those Let's moments. Not go super far, but I also don't think <laughs> that that matter. I don't think that you need to be professional to be a successful. Aaron Rodgers isn't professional; he's a jackass. No, he's but he's still he's also really, really good. good. Yeah, but, but I don't think that matters. I think having respect in the locker room matters, and Mac has that. I mean, he does. There's no question about it. I don't know that he does in the locker. Well, unless all his teammates are lying, and they might be. I guess they might just well, be saying things, but, but I, they all very publicly have his back. But I don't. I don't know that that always matters either because I brought Having this up. respect in the locker room I doesn't matter? Okay. I brought this example up before, uh, before and you guys brushed it aside. Kyrie Irving, his teammates like him and they have <laughs> his respect. And I don't think he's the greatest leader. I don't. So think that's an extreme. I don't. That's an extreme. It comparison. is an extreme example. The but it's just a two or three seed in the East. But don't though, tell so me I mean, your respect. Is, is it really? But don't tell me your respect is all that matters because I present to you Kyrie Irving or even like Randy Moss. All Randy Moss's teammates loved him. Bad teammate, not a good leader. So I, I don't think your teammates liking you really matters. Is Mac a professional at the end of the day? McCordy and Slater are. They're definitely professionals. Definitely. I just think it's time for some new leadership in there. And I don't know that there's anything you where can do about the quarterback. Where is that going to come from? I, what do you mean where does it come from? Sign a free agent. Bring in That's somebody from I outside the organization. Do you want to bring someone from the outside in? And you said no. Well, no, I was saying, I was just answering your question about the quarterback, where I'm just resigned to the fact they're bringing back Mac. Do I want them to? Not particularly. I think but, you should look at Jacoby Myers. I think that's the kind of guy, and I understand, I'm sure you don't want to sign a contract that he's going to get if he walks into free agency and he comes back, which is what they do with these players that they like sometimes. They go, oh, test the waters, and the waters out there are like glass. Like, it is still yes. for wide receivers, so Jacoby's going to come back and, and be come like, back. Yeah, I'm yeah. getting offered, you know, 12 a year, 13 a year. These people are crazy, and you shouldn't give him that much. But Jacoby is a guy who, if you want to talk about professional and definitely buys into what the Patriots want to do, and it is consistently productive on the field, that's your guy. Can I just say that this whole lack of leadership, this leadership void, assuming that these guys don't come back, but even if they do, really, this all, I think, stems from the bad drafting over the last five years. Because think about it. These guys are homegrown guys, these leaders in the locker room, McCourty and Slater and Dante Hightower, and you name, you go down the line. There's been so many of them over the years. There's been some exceptions like Rodney Harrison, but you know, for the most part, Brewski and McGinnis and all these guys that were lifelong Patriots. And the fact that... Bill's whiffed so much in the last five years. Doesn't help. You really don't have anybody who's come up, who's a stat, who has that respect and has that credibility in the locker room and was also drafted here and buys into all the Patriots crap, too. So, you just don't have anybody like that. So right? You have Jacoby Myers. That's about it, yeah. So and again, But you was, don't because he's about to leave a free agency. And he wasn't even drafted. <laughs> so, so do you need a leadership change in the locker room. And I, I just, I'm done with Slater and McCourty. If you're stuck with the quarterback, you're stuck with the quarterback. I'm done with Slater and McCourty. Uh, Justin is in Fall River. Go ahead, Justin. Hey, how's it going, guys? Um, so, did what we see last year, uh, so I, I want to love Mac Jones, but did, did what we see last year, was that considered a sophomore slump, or was it more the inept offensive play this, calling this annoys me too uh, so i lean more players i lean more mac than the coaching i know you guys don't so let's not get bogged down in that uh, the sophomore slump discussion bothers <laughs> me because did we hear anything about sophomore slump last year it was all about year two breakout right and year two is he going to have that joe burrow year two breakout now it's like oh let's excuse it because it was a sophomore slump i, thought I wouldn't he, i don't i thought I he was supposed to have a year to two breakout I don't subscribe to a sophomore slump. No, especially the way that we have just been talking about, the way that quarterbacks are entered into this league and what they expect you to do at that position to carry the franchise. You can't afford it. You know, there's no excuse for sophomore slump, well, except for in this case where it's like you kind of just loaded him with sandbags and pushed him into the uh, ocean. I don't want to hear about a year three slump. I mean, that's that's for no. sure. If we'll allow for a sophomore slump, I don't want to hear about a year three slump. Well, then I think the ceiling is, is closed. 
He was he was so he was so close to nailing I'm it. I'm proud of you, Gronky. So close. We're gonna get you there. Me ninety nine percent of way there. Uh six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. It's how you jump in on the way next. We get to our three burning questions of the day in the triple. Tacovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity. And I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovas. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico? And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T E C O V A S.com, and point your toes west. As we turn the corner into the new year, a lot of people are looking to get healthier. That includes Hero Bread who have just launched their new recipe using heart-healthy olive oil. Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. All with no compromise on the taste, texture, and bready goodness you expect from your favorites. Now they're listening to their fans and updating their recipe with olive oil, an antioxidant-rich oil that's been shown to reduce cholesterol and minimize the risk of heart disease. Try it today with code HERO10 for 10% off your purchase at HERO.CO. That's code H-E-R-O-10 for 10% off at HERO.CO. It's that time of year. Cash the ticket. Jim Costa with Mike Valeni. We shift the focus from football to college hoops, getting us ready for the tournament where we're going to break down all the matchups and have an eye on some future plays, too. Search Cash the Ticket on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Play. It's going to be a triple play. It's time for the triple play. Yes! Triple play. The top three burning questions of the day. And there's three. With Jones and Mago. Triples is best. All right, ladies and jelly spoons, it's time for Triple Play on Wednesday, a wager Wednesday. What did you you call him? Never heard that before, ladies and jelly spoons? Definitely not. That's an old thing. Like from Spongebob or something? No, my dad used to say that. Ladies and jelly spoons, you never heard that before? No. No. I thought that was something everybody's dad said. Where's the old timey music? Yeah, I was going to say, okay, good, we're searching for crickets instead. Never mind. Jelly Anyways, spoons? Jelly spoons. No. Ladies and jelly spoons. Okay, continue. Uh, It's a wager Wednesday, so let's go ahead with our three wagers. Here's number one. Number one. The 76ers are four-point underdogs in Boston tonight uh, over at the Garden. Celtics minus four. Who do you guys like there? Jones, let's start with you. I, I don't really respect the Sixers. I don't. And this has been a change of mine over the last couple of years. Like, I, how many times, Arkan, you know this, how many times have I talked up Philly over there? Look out for Philly. Philly's for real this time. Look out. They got Embiid and Simmons. And I know it's not hey, Simmons. Bob, shut up. It's not Simmons anymore. It's Harden, who I, who I do like, and I think it's a bad rap. But I just, I can't trust Embiid and Simmons. I can't trust Philly. It, it Playoff series for sure. And even tonight, I think the Celtics win and win going away. I know they're not playing their best, but they'll win by more than four. And what I do think is an interesting game tonight, I I said this earlier, I want to see how Jalen Brown responds to being in trade rumors. I want to see if we get mopey, slumped shoulder, not locked in Jalen Brown. But regardless, I think the Celtics win. So Embiid, I was just looking, is questionable. He has a day-to-day foot injury but they don't play again until uh, Sixers don't play again until Friday. So I'm going to assume that he's playing. Yeah, and he's he's like always questionable. Yeah, also, mean, both Williams and Horford are also questionable tonight too. So yeah, but Jalen's back. So in this case, even with Embiid coming back and playing or or being there and playing, I should say, I'm going to go with Celtics. Okay, let's go to question number two. Number two, or wager number two, I should say, and that is uh, sticking with the same game. Who scores more points tonight? Of course, he has to play for this to work. So let's assume he's playing. Jason Tatum or Joel Embiid? You want me to start? You go ahead. 
Okay, I'm going with Embiid. Assuming he's playing, Embiid, he's averaging 33 a night, slightly above Jason Tatum. Uh, as I've talked about, almost as no- ad nauseum so far, Tatum's been playing super high minutes, and that got him to 34 in the last game, playing 39 minutes. I'm thinking with Jalen back, he's going to play a little bit less, so I'm going to go with Embiid. I, uh, I think Tatum's an MVP candidate over Embiid, and maybe we can circle to... Tatum's MVP candidacy with Brian Scalabrini when he joins us a little over half hour from now at 4.30, like he does every Wednesday. Um, I think Tatum's an MVP candidate over Embiid. I think they're close, but I would argue Tatum, you know, he's on a better team. I do think he's more important to his team, and Embiid's plenty important. So I think Tatum needs to show that tonight, and I think he needs to prove that. And we've seen Tatum take... Some of these games personally in the past, I am going to outscore the other MVP candidate. I'm going to outproduce the other MVP candidate. And I think tonight's one of those nights. So, give me Jason Tatum. All right, I was there on, you go. I was on Kyrie, uh, what was that, last week? That's right. I learned my lesson betting against Tatum. I'm, I'm doubling down on Tatum here. All right, let's get to bet number three. Number three. For the triple play here in this one, we're going to do a lot more of these, I'd imagine, over the week and certainly on Friday, but I figure we get our beaks wet a little bit with uh, this one, a Super Bowl prop bet, and it is a first touchdown combo bet. So here's what it is. Who will score the first touchdown in the Super Bowl? Will it be Jalen Hurts or Travis Kelsey versus the field? So it's either Hurts and Kelsey, Kelsey Hurts or or Kelsey versus the field. Uh, Who do you like there? Okay, so I'm going to take... I, I have a feeling about Hurts. This is based on nothing. This is just a woman's intuition. Ooh. I'm going to take Hurts or Kelsey against the field. Yeah, I mean, I'm a... Who's I, the intuition pointing towards? Yeah, Hertz? good question. Hurts. I guess she did answer that. She did say yeah. she had a feeling about Hurts. I have a Hertz. feeling I guess, about I guess okay. that is true. The thing is... It's like a witchy feeling. The thing is... <laughs> this is how I gamble. Uh, no, that's I, I like that. You got you to gotta go I with... I was right with Harry Styles. You got to go with that witchy intuition. The I, female I, equivalent of feeling it in your plums. I think that's the, uh, <laughs> the, right, the right way to go about it. Yeah, what is the equivalent of the female <laughs> plums? Uh, you can text that in uh, at 3790. Melons. Uh, maybe, yes, maybe. So when it comes to uh, that bet... I, I would want to go with the field. I'm traditionally a field guy in bets like this. Hertz is just as likely to run for three touchdowns as the Eagles are to have all their running back score a touchdown. Like Miles Sanders and Kenneth Gainwell and Boston Scott. Like they'll cycle through all those guys. I do think Philly scores first. If they're scoring first, I think Hertz is very, very likely to score. Obviously, if Mahomes is throwing touchdowns, it's likely to go to Kelsey. But give me the field in this scenario. Too many other options. I want all the other options. And the way Philly runs it, all the weapons they have, assuming they score first, there's a lot of different ways to get in the end zone. So I will take the field on that bet. Uh, We're going to talk more specifically about the Super Bowl in the 5 o'clock hour because Mego said this. We haven't really focused in on the Super Bowl itself. We've talked about tangential topics related to it and Andy Reid and Bill Belichick and Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady and all these other topics surrounding the Super Bowl that tie in locally, even Jalen Hurts and the Patriots, how they butchered that one. That was back in our very first show last week. Um, We haven't talked a ton about the game, Uh, so we'll get into the game later on in the program. Uh, Now that we've done the triple play, Mego, you pointed this out to me. Shams had a tweet about uh, a trade that could be going down here in the NBA. He has the Lakers, Jazz, and Timberwolves in discussion on a three-team deal that would send D'Angelo Russell from Minnesota to the Lakers, Russell Westbrook, and trade compensation from the Lakers to Utah, and Mike Conley, along with a first-round pick, uh, and Mike Conley to Minnesota from the Utah Jazz. And I just I can't help but tie it back into what we were talking about before. Westbrook blows up on Darvin Ham <laughs> on the LeBron scoring night, and now Westbrook is on the way out. So I, I'm imagining that's what's going on. Maybe these discussions have been going on for a lot longer period of time. I think the Lakers have been trying to move on from Russell Westbrook, but I wouldn't be surprised at all if he moves. I am kind of surprised the Lakers would be going back to D'Angelo Russell, who they had many, many moons ago. Yeah, it's it's a retread. It just feels like they're kind of, I don't know how much of a problem Russell Westbrook is behind the scenes other than this blow-up that he had with his coach, and notably they were dapping each other at the end of the game and the way that, you know, Mac Jones used to hug Matt Patricia when they'd want, <laughs> win, even though it was a loss last night for them. Right. I it it seems like it's like a problem child scenario where they're trying to get him out of the building and reset and try to get something, but it, it feels like they're treading water, right? Like they're chasing their tail here. None I, of this is going to make that big of a difference. I, I'm not surprised at all that Ainge is in on Westbrook, by the way. Like I'm not surprised at all that he's going to uh, bring in Westbrook and get the first round pick. Ainge is great at that style of deal. 
Like that style of I'm tearing things down deal, Ainge is great at. The go for it, all in, win a championship move, not so hot. And, and I know the trade that he made years ago for Kevin Garnett, but that that was one in a sea of rebuilding right. moves for Danny Ainge. And to your point, people would point to the Nets, the Nets deal that he made, which was great. Dealing he laid away, the groundwork for everything we see now. Dealing away Garnett and Pierce uh, to have the right to to draft uh, uh, Tatum and Brown. He's great at offloading talent. No, he's <laughs> he is tremendous at that. I'm surprised he didn't get it on Kyrie, honestly, for how how devalued of a piece Kyrie is. I'm surprised already, Danny Ainge wasn't in. He's already been in that circus. Yeah, I guess Kyrie's going to want to go to Utah, too. I think it's wild that the Laurie Markkinen, Colin Sexton, Utah Jazz have a better record than the Lakers. Like, that's yeah. unbelievable to True. me. Like, what, did they, what did they start, though? They started, they like, started they really had a great like eight, start. They yeah. started like 8-2 and two or something like that, and then I, I don't think they've been so hot They're since, a game under 500 they now. Are, yeah. They are still above the Lakers. Uh, 617-779-7937. Anything approaches here with the trade deadline, which is what, 24 hours away? Mm-hmm. Anything happens with the NBA trade deadline? We'll keep you up to speed. We'll ask Scal about it about a half an hour from now, and we'll circle back to our LeBron discussion. Do you care? about the scoring record and what does it say about Bill Belichick and his wins record that he's chasing is there an analogy there a comparison there we can get back to it next how powerful is Cox internet powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas Phoenix and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage get Cox internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds it's internet built for tomorrow today Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and the restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone. Whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places.